Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. In, in this world, no matter what's going on in the world, there are always people that are dealing with a health crisis or a financial crisis or relationship crisis. And um, it's true what we've been saying the last couple days that in the midst of a crisis, I think somebody asked me, what do you do in the midst of a crisis? Guess what? This is the answer to this question, what to do in the midst of a crisis, is the answer to the same answer to the question, what to do every day of your life. Because every day of life, it's the same, whether it's a crisis or you're coming out of one or going into one or in the middle of one. Learn to walk in the calm of your spirit, the calm of peace that comes from, you know, uh, casting your cares on God, the calm that comes from the peace where your mind is fixed on him. The Bible says in Isaiah 26, 3, the mind that is fixed on him, fixed on God, he will keep you in perfect peace. And, um, and then there's, uh, so we, said, we talked about calm, we talked about empathy, and we talked about laughter. Like these three things are always the, the, the three secrets to living in any, in any period of time. I mean, think about it. If you bring calm into a relationship and you bring empathy into a relationship and you bring laughter into a relationship, guess what you're going to have? You're going to have a healthy happy relationship. If you bring calm into um, your workplace, if you bring uh, empathy into your workplace, if you bring laughter into your workplace, guess what you're going to have? You're going to have a happy, healthy workplace. So if, if, if you bring these three things into any, into any situation, it's going to make that situation happier and healthier because that's how powerful you are, and that's the power you carry to change the atmosphere. See, what we have in the world today are too many thermometers. We got too many people that are thermometers. They're good at reading the temperature. Oh, this is a bad, or this is good, or that's bad, or this person's good, or this person's bad. Or what we're going in, the, what's going on in this world today is is bad or what's going on in this world today is good or um, I didn't like how that person treated me. I don't like how that. See, some of us have gotten used to just living as a thermometer where all you do is read the temperature. All you're doing is reading what's happening. All you're doing is telling us what's wrong, telling us what the, what the current conditions are. So you look, look, a weatherman, all he is is a thermometer. All he can do is tell you what it was and tell you what he thinks it will be. But a thermostat, ah, a thermostat, what a contrast between a thermostat and a thermometer. A thermometer just tells the temperature. It just reads the temperature. Oh, it's, you're at 90. Um, last time I had my temperature read, they said it was 97.6. So it was kind of like in this normal range, I guess. Um, but that doesn't give me health because that's just reading my temperature. But if I eat right and if I drink a lot of water and exercise on a consistent basis and I am thankful and grateful for what's happening, the good that's happening in my life, 
then that's going to make me healthy. So I'm not letting the temperature dictate to me the the temp the temperature that it's always going to be. I'm I'm letting the, I'm setting the thermostat for my life. So you can set your day. You set the course of your day with positive words. That's you setting the thermostat. And and what's the difference? The thermostat is the temperature uh, controller that you control what temperature you want your car or you want your house to rise to or lower to. So you set it and then all the instruments, all the mechanisms, all the mechanics that are behind the thermostat cause the thermos, cause the temperature to rise and causes everything to get into alignment with the setting of the thermostat. So the temperature gets in alignment with the setting that you set on the thermostat. Think about it. You have total control. You have total control of the temperature that your house is going to carry. You have total control of that based on setting the thermostat. I believe we have total control over our emotions as well. And we have total control over um, our attitude when we set it at the temperature we want it to be and then and then just stay steady on that setting and everything in your life is going to rise or lower to that setting of the of the thermostat and we're in control of the thermostat you're in the control of the thermostat of your relationships you're in control of the thermostat of your of your um, attitude you're in control of the thermostat of what kind of what kind of job environment that you um, that you are involved with? Like you can change things. Anybody can say, "Oh, I don't like my boss." Anybody can say, "I don't like the the company I work for." Or, I don't like the that person or that person. Anybody can tell us how they feel, but we have the power to set set the thermostat of how we feel. Set the attitude of what we're going to believe. Set the conditions and let the conditions rise to the setting that you place it at. Hey, shout out to Sandra and to um, Megan, Joshua, Edwin, Cheryl, uh, Sandra, Keisha. Sorry if I miss anybody. Ursula, thanks for watching. Veronica in Michigan, Monica, KK. Let's see, Paul, Rama, Cheryl, Gary, um, Mary, Beth, Linda, Bernadine, Patience, Patience Julius. What a name. Patience Julius. So like uh, a, a great emotion and a great, um, well, he wasn't really great, Caesar. <laughs> Caesar. The Caesars weren't great, but it's a cool name. Um, let's see. Lee, Robin, uh, Rat, Ratnam, our friend who's um, a pastor in India that we're supporting. Love you, man. Uh, Tanya. Emma, Linda, all you guys, Lisa, Brandon. All right. Oh, Julius. I said Julius Caesar. I said Caesar. All right. Back to uh, Patience Julius. Great name. Okay. So you got to make up your mind today. Everybody watching on Instagram, everybody on Facebook, make up your mind today. Um, and you can do this all the time, but you be a conscience, conscientious of this. Conscious of this is that, man, we have control. We set the temperature of our attitude. We set the temperature of our relationships. We set the temperature by setting the thermostat. The temperature will rise. 
and if you get cold, you keep, you keep moving that thermostat up a little, right? So, boy, you get a hold of this, that you are in control of this. Um, everything changes in your life. All right, I want to get back to you for a moment. By the way, this book that I'm trying to teach out of, The Precious Promises of the Blood of Jesus, is my gift to you this week and for however long that we put this on, on the air, put this on our broadcast, webcast, um, Facebook, Instagram. Happy to send this to you as my gift to you. Um, go to gregorydickow.com slash um, promises, right? Uh, gregorydickow.com slash promises and get a hold of this. And it's absolutely free. And if you want to give back into um, our crisis relief fund, you're welcome to do that on that page. You'll see it. You follow the promptings, but it's not required. You don't have to do that. We just welcome you to. And um, I want to give, though. I want to bless you. The Bible says we're blessed to be a blessing. This will really impact your life, the promises of the blood of Jesus. Now, I did bring up something yesterday that I want to that I didn't really finish the thought to, but we, was talk, we were talking about dreaming, and I was talking about that on Sunday, the last couple weeks as well, that um, how to dream big dreams and how to get rid of small thinking in our lives. And, um, and I get it. I, look, I've made, I know everybody's going through different things, and so I'm trying to balance the idea of, hey, we, we need to pray, we need to be active in communicating what we want to see our government do, what we want, how we want our government to respond to the crisis and how we want our businesses to open and how we want to protect people with health measures. All of that is vitally important and all of that I'm into. And some days I've taken a lot of time and talked about that. But I also realize and, and want you to realize that no matter what is going on around us, what's most important is what's going on in us. No matter what's going on around us, the most important thing is what goes on within us. Because this thing can get you worried and anxious and nervous and financial crisis and health crisis can get you um, in such panic state that you lose your peace. But you don't have to lose your peace. Even if you lose a loved one, you can still have peace because every, every one of us loses loved ones at various times. And not everybody is as familiar with death maybe as somebody like me is, who's a pastor, and we deal with thousands of people. And so we see, we experience death all the time. We experience life and we celebrate life and we celebrate people's, you know, births and marriages. And, um, but we, we do experience a lot of death. We've had people die of, um, various things, um, in, in, you know, in, over the course of, the years as a pastor, I've had to bury little babies that were dead um, already in the womb of the mother that she gave birth to, and the babies were already, they were already dead. Burying children like that is very difficult. And so death is, and so the mother going through that is very difficult. Here we got Mother's Day coming up, and there are a lot of people out there that have a bad, they have pain over a loss of a child, a loss of a parent, a loss of a loved one. And that's, that's tragic. And we don't ever need to minimize that. What we need to learn to do, though, is how to have empathy for people in the midst of those things and in the midst of crisis, in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of darkness. So, so be sensitive to 
people who on holidays like Mother's Day, they either had a bad relationship with their mother or they didn't have their mother died at a young age or the, you're, you know, there's somebody in your life that can't have children and like, like somebody, uh, Kristen saying she has, she gave birth or she had a stillborn. I mean, it's very sad to go through that kind of thing. And, and yet we have to learn how to have empathy to people in crisis and how to have and bring joy and, and lightheartedness and laughter in times of crisis as well. Um, but all the while, our attitude and our emotions is the number one thing we have control over. So, um, so don't ever forget those three things. You, you keep calm by keeping your mind on Jesus. You have empathy by thinking about others, having compassion on, other, on others, and always find something to laugh about and bring laughter into a relationship. There's laughter in funerals. There's laughter in weddings. There's laughter in, in, in people in the hospital. Not at them, but because it's one of God's gifts to mankind. It's part of the medicine of life, right? Laughter does good like a medicine. All right. Um, so be encouraged. Be, you know, just know that we got you. We got one another. We're praying together. We're celebrating life together and we need to learn like the longer that this goes on the more we have to learn how to celebrate in the midst of um death in our face at the in the midst of a, a government trying to grapple with what's the best response that nobody has fully the best response nobody knows the best response to anything except god god's word is the best response to any situation um but um I want to get back to how God gives dreams and I want to encourage you to dream. I want you to dream about a great business that you could have. I want you to dream about a great relationship that you could have one day. I want you to dream about um, having peace that you don't might not have right now. Dream about being healthy and well and your body uh, conforming to, to and tr being transformed by your you know, what you do to it with exercise or with, um, or, or with health, with, you know, what you eat. I mean, life is meant to, to be lived with anticipation. Life is meant to be full of anticipation of the good that's going to come. So dream about the good, believe in the good, trust that God is going to bring you good, trust that everything is going to turn for your good. Always look for the good. This is how Joseph, when he was betrayed by his brothers and sold as a slave, this is how he rose to prominence. This is how he rose and kept getting promoted. No matter how many times man demoted him, God promoted him. The brothers of Joseph tried to demote him and put him in a pit. Then Potiphar demoted him by because uh, his wife accused him. And he was, Joseph was falsely accused and then thrown in jail. And then both the guys that went in jail with him forgot about him in jail. Man, we get a hold of the fact that no matter how much people do to you, you're in control of your faith and your attitude and trusting God to promote you when life demotes you. And listen, when bad stuff happens in your life, this is the scripture that I want to really encourage you about 
Psalm 105, verse 19. We talked about it yesterday. I want to remind you, it's in the New Living Translation. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. You see, when God puts a dream into your heart, you're going to un undergo testing. The greater the dream, the greater the test. God uses those tests to reveal our character and awaken us to our need for character so that we don't waste the dream. So God gives you a dream, but in order for the, the highest dreams to ever come to pass, we have to get, have deeper character. The deeper the character, the higher the, the dream can go. So the higher the dream, the more character you need to have. And character is the consistency of your habits, thoughts, and behavior. That's what character is. The, it's the consistency of your habits, your thoughts, and um, your, 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 the way, the, your behavior, the way you do things on a consistent basis. The word, the word character comes from a, the word to engrave, to engrave something. So when something's engraved, it's, it's deep into that, that metal or whatever it's engraved into. Um, it's the stamp or the engraving of what's, what you're made of. That's your character. So, so if something is engraved into a, a precious metal, you can, it can get dirty and it can get, it can go through water and it can go, and it can look like it's, it can look, get dirty. It can look like it's not there, but you, you, you clean it off and you see what's still there. That's character. Um, character is what is, is the impact you leave in a person's life long after you're gone you left something positive and significant and good in their life or you left something bad and painful in their life. And that's, that's really a result of your character. It's not a result of one moment of behavior. It's a result of consistent thinking and consistent thought, you know, uh, behavior and consistent habits learned. That's your character. Somebody said your character is what you are when nobody's looking. Well, and that might be true too, but I think your character is um, is what people think of when they when they hear your name. Like what what is how are you thought of when your name is mentioned among people that know you? Like when you mention the name Abraham Lincoln, for example, ah, uh, you think of his. What we remember of that person, that's his character. So we, we think of Honest Abe and the man who signed the, the Emancipation Proclamation to end slavery in America. Um, the, the, the man who uh, gave the Gettysburg Address speech, the man who the, made the shortest speech with the greatest impact. Um, we remember his character. We might not remember all of the mistakes he made and we might not remember all of the the um, the, the the people that he knew, uh, the, all the writings that he wrote, but we understand we remember him based on his character. So it's what you think about a person, character. It's what you think about a person, um, and what they what they bring to your mind, what they bring to your 
to what they bring to your memory is, is their character in many ways. So it's your character is what people remember you about. Um, that person was always kind. That person was always loving or that person was always mean to me. Even though nobody is always anything, when somebody says, wow, that person is just, I always remember that person's kindness. Um, we were just talking about somebody that, you know, passed away recently and how we remembered them at church all the time. Whenever we thought of this, this person or saw this person, this person was always happy and smiling and, and positive energy and pop. That's his character. That's his character. So, um, hope that makes sense. Uh, so I, I, I want you to understand and remember that these are the things that try to rob us of our dreams and inferior view of ourselves um, when we give people power to make us happy. And so t the one last thing that I want to talk about um, today is that if you want to like shift your life, if you want to elevate your life today, if there's one thing that you can do today to elevate your life, if there's one thing you can do today to set the thermostat, if there's one thing you can do today to, to impact the people around your life, the people that you are in contact with, if there was one thing you could do today that could impact all those things, would you want to know what it is? Would you want to do this one thing? Because the one thing that will elevate your life, the one thing that will, that will impact others' lives in a positive way, the one thing that, will, that can change your health, can impact your mind, your emotions, your health, your relationships, boy, I want that shift in my life. And that one thing is gratitude. That one thing is thankfulness. That if you fill your heart with gratitude for what God has already given you, for the good in your life, you're looking for the good now. I get it. There's always going to be something that could make us, that could, that could, that could bring us down or make us sad or, or impact our emotions or our finances or our relationships in some way, but the one antidote to all negativity, the one antidote to all relationships, um, the one antidote to the poison of pride, the poison of anger, the poison of bitterness, the poison of resentment, the poison of unforgiveness, the one antidote to all of those poisons is gratitude. Just shifting your focus from what you don't have to what you do have. Shifting your focus from what's missing in your life to what's present in your life. Shifting your focus from being prideful and entitled and, and, and needy to being thankful and humble. Wow, that shift 
And it's not like I'm, I'm writing a, this, um, this chapter in my book right now. I'm still on it. It's taken me a while because this chapter, I really want to get it right and really want to make it the best I can possibly make it. Um, but I talk about how this is not good manners. I'm not talking about being grateful as a good manner. Just have good manners, be grateful. Yes, that's, that's good. And I'm not saying just have an attitude of gratitude. That's good. It's, it's cute. It rhymes. But the, there's a, a fountain that creates, there's a, there's a force that creates gratitude, which is the most important thing that you can have. And when you have that, gratitude will come. And what is that force? It's what you're focused on. It's what you're focused on. It's, it's looking at the right things or looking at things the right way. Because there's a right way to look at things and there's a wrong way to look at things all the time. And the right way to look at, the right way to look at things is look at the good in my life. Look at the fact that I'm in, I'm in the country that I'm in, America or wherever, whatever country you're in. There's something amazing about every country that you're in. You say, even China, is there something amazing about China when, you know, that's where the virus came from and that's a communist nation. Yes, there's something amazing about China and that's one of the things is the, the, wall, the great wall of China, that, that people could actually build something that amazing, that build something that long and that far and, that, and have that much patience and have that much determination. So there's always something you can find good in anything, even when it's bad. And, and when, you, when you use your energy to look for the good, when you use your energy to look for the good, look for the good, look for the good, look for the good, the power, the energy of gratitude will come, like it'll replenish you and it'll fill you and it will result in overflow in happiness. So, so many people are trying to become happy, which is a great goal, but they don't realize what has, what has to be present in order for happiness to come? Gratitude, gratefulness, thankfulness is what needs to be present to produce happiness. But what has to be present to produce gratitude? Do we, do we need something more to make us thankful? Do we need something more to make us gr grateful? No, we need to focus more on what we already have, to focus more on finding the good, Joseph found the good when his brothers threw him in a pit. The good that he found was, you meant it for evil, God meant it for good. There's always something good that you, that you can look for. And must, much of my time on Sunday was spent on this topic, and I, I encourage you to go back and watch that. But there is nothing that, is, that will accelerate your life faster there's nothing that will make you a better employee faster, a better employer faster. There's nothing that will make you a better husband or a better wife faster. There's nothing that will make you a better friend. There's nothing that'll make your life better faster than just shifting from what's wrong to what's right, from what's bad to what's good. Shift from we're all going to die to, wow, how, can we just thank God for the million people that have already recovered from coronavirus? I, I'm not saying to minimize 
those that suffered. Um, but can we shift our focus from everybody's making all the wrong decisions? The, you know, and I've, I've gone on a bandwagon about our governor, our president, both political parties, how, how they both can be healthy and how sick they both are at times. Um, but can we, can we rejoice for a moment that, wow, uh, things could be way worse in our lives? Can we rejoice for a moment that we have a relationship with God, that we have people in our lives praying for us, that we have people in our lives that care about us, that we can go online? Like, what a, what a miracle. I could moan and whine about not having church service on site, but what's that gonna, what's that gonna accomplish? It's just gonna make me more frustrated, but if I, can, if I focus on you, and what I can give you online, my whole attitude changes. And we can, we can focus on, wow, the, this terrible crisis just keeps going longer. Or we can focus on, what, 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 are the lear- what are the life lessons that we can take from this? Reprioritize your life. Learn to trust God. Learn to be thankful. Learn to f- look for the good. You live like this, everything's going to be all right. Everything. Thankfulness, gratitude, gratefulness, it, it is the antidote to the poison of fear, the poison of anxiety, the poison of worry, the poison of pity and feeling sorry for yourself, the poison of negativity and depression. I'm not saying that there's not medicine that can be used for some of those things, but gratitude is free. Thankfulness is free. Finding the good in anything is free and it's freeing when you realize it's free. Lord, I just pray for every person watching right now. I pray for every person who's fighting the fight, whether they're struggling financially, whether they're struggling with a loved one, whether they're struggling with health. I pray for an awakening to a life of gratitude, a life of thank yous, a life of happiness from a life that is focused on the good. I pray that that becomes a revelation to every person watching in Jesus' name.